The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, the conversation continues surrounding the news. The Edmonton Football Club has dropped the word Eskimo from its team name. The club made the announcement 24 hours ago. You heard it right here on 630 Chad. And we've heard lots of reaction to the news in the past 24 hours. And we wanted to hear some more from those who were calling for the change and those who work towards making it happen. Mamala Kakaki is the NDP MP for Nunavut. And she has been calling for a change for a long time time now explaining that her culture is not a mascot. It feeds into so many other things like the idea that you can dress up as an Eskimo for Halloween. There's uh, the stereotypes that continue to be very alive and to breathe every day unfortunately across the country and what, what, what are the Edmonton Eskimos doing about that? Are they creating awareness for Inuit? Is there any tw- type of compensation for that? Would they change the name to Edmonton Inuit? That doesn't make sense. Why don't, well then, what about Edmonton Europeans? What, why would you base a team name off of any group of people, whether or not they are for or against it? It makes no sense to me, and I don't think it ever will. Mamala Kakak joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What was uh, your reaction when you heard the news, uh, the announcement yesterday that the team was finally changing its name? Exactly the word you just used, finally. And (laughs) I think that I've been having a hard time finding a phrase that sits well with me. A sigh of relief isn't really the right way to, to put it, but... It was a significant, no, sorry, I take that back. It was a small step in the right direction to a much more significant, bigger picture that we're talking about. Okay, a small step, a bigger picture. Let's talk a a little bit about that. Um, It doesn't sound like this is enough for you. What more do you believe needs to be done? I think that it's something that needs to be done across the country, and it's awareness that needs to be created up for and uh, about Inuit and for Indigenous peoples. What we know is that Canada is really good at hiding that poor relationship, that dark past, and in a lot of ways it still fully plays out. Eskimo is a term that floated in and out of the Indian Act. The Indian Act is a document that legalizes racism and is still fully in full swing and is still very alive and well. And what the, the bigger picture is that this is just a small glimpse. It's not even the window into what Inuit face day in, day out. It's the peephole into those inequalities, those barriers, those stereotypes, those assumptions that many, many Canadians still hold against us. There are big assumptions around we get everything for free, that we don't need help, that we should put in work as much as anyone else when really the injustices and inequalities for Inuit and Indigenous peoples across Canada is huge, it's significant, and it has been for decades. Um, this has, you know, maybe a, a tiny, tiny, tiny step forward in in, reconcili- in, in in reconciliation. We've been talking about reconciliation for a long time now, and obviously we still have a very long way to go. Um, I know that you have said that uh, you hope uh, that people in your region uh, can continue to be part of the name change conversation. What does that look like? 
I actually have been questioning the same thing. Is it our, yeah. do we continue to stay involved? We weren't engaged in a respectful manner to begin with. So do we continue to want to stay involved with a national football team that in no way, shape or form give, gave any compensation to Inuit in, in my mind, continued to disrespect us while there were many of us as leaders saying there needs to be a name change. And when, when we look at that, when we look at those conversations, when we hear the Edmonton team say that they have done consultations, well, actually, they've asked their season ticket holders. How many Inuit go to those games? How many Inuit can afford to go to those games? Is there any awareness or recognition of the residential schools or the sanatoriums in that area around Edmonton? It's such an, an immense lack of knowledge, and I really hope that's all it is. Because if they were fully aware of the historic aspects of the term Eskimo, then that's just completely disrespectful to have keep the name for as long as they did. So, you, can, you know, I, I don't even have to look at my text line right now to say, <clears throat> uh, to tell you that there are people um, who guaranteed are tweeting in right now saying that the team has caved in to, um, you know, uh, minority groups. They've 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 caved in to uh, social justice warriors, to lefties, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. Those people who believe that... Um, Eskimo is not a racist term um, and will say that the surveys that were done by the team, which you're calling into question, um, they'll say, you know, that 55% said they were okay with it, others not. Explain to my listeners and I, I think we'd need the entire show to do this, to be honest with you, but why that word is not acceptable to you. Absolutely. And here's a question I want to put out to the listeners as well. Sure. Why are we continuously, as Indigenous peoples, as Inuit, justifying why our voice is important in in situations that directly impact us as human beings. Why is that for anyone else to decide but Inuit? I know Inuit that are fine with the term. I know Inuit that want to keep the name. But my point is that that is up for Inuit to decide, not a CFL team that makes millions of dollars. They had programs like be an Eskimo for a day. In what way, shape, or form is that right in 2020? And a lot of what we what we have been hearing from the team is that while there has been a change in conversation, there has been more pressure. No, you're just finally listening, and you're finally giving the respect that we deserve. So when and and I encourage people to look at things like the Kaitani Truth Commission. It's like the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, but it's specific for a particular set of communities that are majority Inuit. And you will see there things like dog slaughter. And you will see the there was a couple of decades where instead of learning how to spell and say Inuit names, that the federal government decided it was easier to give us numbers. They're called Eskimo identification disks. So now... We are looking at historical aspects where 
we as Inuit have been reduced to a number. And we continue to see these kinds of things play out where we're still treated as that. We're asking for basic human rights. We're asking for equality as human beings. And we still are denied those rights continuously. You have said that uh, an apology is still needed. There are going to be many uh, listening that saying, well, changing the name is, you know, that's the apology. What do you want to see in an apology? I don't know what you've been listening to, but what you said, I have said, I haven't actually said. I have said, well, is that, do we need an apology? Is there a point in time, you know, what does that do for us? I haven't said that yes, they should be giving okay, us one. My, then my I apology. Think, do you want an apology? Eh, I mean, I think the best thing to do going forward is to say we did make a mistake. Do you really want to contribute meaningfully? Then help create awareness around Inuit. Help, uh, you know, help, <laughs> help create that awareness. Assist Inuit in ways that you can, in, in whatever ways that you can, for the decades of using a term that shouldn't have been there in the first place. So you had tweeted, an apology you, is okay, but I think it needs to be bigger than that. You had uh, tweeted uh, earlier uh, saying asking for continued support, which you've touched on and, and help for you, your community. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, whether it comes from uh, the football team or it comes from all ca- uh, Canadians, I, I have to ask that, you know, if there's something that the pandemic has shown and uh, over the past number of months, the federal government can find money. Mm-hmm. How frustrating is it knowing that there are many, many issues that Inuit and Indigenous communities continue to face? Housing situations, water uh, that is unsafe to drink, and it goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But there's no money to fix that. Oh, there's money, and we know there is. Well, and I know that there is money, but what I'm saying is that we're not seeing it coming from anywhere. And... We have, we have had a spotlight on us because we haven't had COVID in the territory. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is, is because Nunavut understands that we need to take 10 times the precaution because we have such a significant less amount of health services, uh, of mental health services, of affordable living. We are in a housing crisis. We lose people to suicide and violence at alarming rates. We're talking about life and death situations here. It is not, I, I I grew up with the idea that it was normal to lose people continuously to suicide. That is not normal for anyone, any group of people or any person. And that's how devastating some of the situations are in the territory. And we have been calling on the government for, uh, the federal government for a long time. And it's, it's frustrating to watch over and over again, Prime Minister after Prime Minister say, we know there are issues, we know we have lots of work to do, it takes a lot of time and resources and funding. Uh, if this, if we took a community out of Nunavut and put it in the south, there is no way that that would continue to happen. There is no way that it is okay for it to continue to happen. For whatever reason, it's fine if it happens in majority Indigenous communities.
And I think that it's something that people need to be more upset about. We are the first peoples of this country. We deserve basic, and I'm talking basic human rights. I'm talking access to clean drinking water. I'm talking Mm -hmm. being able to afford to feed yourself and your family. Seven out of 10 children go to school hungry. I'm talking about a third of my constituents Thousands of people live in overcrowded or mold, black mold infested homes. How is this okay in Canada? And that's where I'm looking for support uh, if people really want to continue down the road of what we call reconciliation. I don't think we're even at the truth aspect yet. People still need to learn what those truths are. You have given us so very much uh, to think about this afternoon, and I thank you for joining us this afternoon and thanking you for your thoughts and your insight into this. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Take care. That is Momalak Kakak, the NDP MP for Nunavut.